Welcome to Pageantland, the UK's premier podcast for all things pageantry, with your host, Jessica Barkley. Here you'll find guest experts, past, present, and future queens, plus my own personal insights into what it's like to follow your pageantry dreams. So whether you're hitting the stage for the first time, looking to up your game, or even after some inspiration to follow your own dreams, I hope you will find something here for you. I'll ask the questions you're too embarrassed to and get real about the highs and lows of pageantry. If you enjoy this episode, please give us a share on social and pop me a review on iTunes. Now strap on those heels and let's get into it because we have a lot to cover. Hello, 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 and welcome back for another episode. Um, in this episode, we are going to be doing our Ditch Procrastination and Gain Focus Part 3. Um, so I, although everything I talk about in this episode can kind of be used without Parts 1 and 2, I would highly recommend going back and listening to Parts 1 and 2 because there will be a couple of bits where you're like, huh? Otherwise, but the majority actually of this episode could also be used as a bit of a standalone too. Um, so in parts one and two, we basically looked at creating your, your overview dreams list and then breaking those down into actionable step goals um, and starting to form a bit of a plan for how we can actually achieve those goals. Um, without a plan, we are not going to get anywhere very quickly. Um, but then once you have those goals and what it takes to achieve them, you need to start actually taking action. Having it all planned out is all very well and good, but if you're not then going to do anything with it, you're going to get nowhere fast. And without time management, we waste so much time. We often veer off track and we get distracted. Cue the procrastination, cue the loss of focus. Um, and then we wake up in 12 months time and go, I've still not got any closer to what it was I wanted to do. Um, and this is where the magic of time management comes in. Um, you speak to the majority of successful people and some of them don't even realise they have very good time management skills. And when you break down what it is they do in a day and how they plan their weeks and stuff like that, they are incredibly good at time management. And um, there's been many, many business books um, by very, very highly successful people um, that go into time management. And I personally am a bit of a time management addict. Um, I've run workshops and taught time management for a number of years. Um, it's also played a massive part in my health and fitness business um because that is the number one reason for not exercising you will hear is that I don't have time and um, so I break that down for people and help them with that as well um you need to know ahead of time what you want to achieve in a week and um, if you're gonna actually achieve <laughs> what you want to achieve in that week and and, pl- and actually map it out and um, this for me is done um in two steps One is to have a to-do list of just the items for that week. So I don't like these constant, big, long-running time lists, uh, to-do lists. I'm going to go into to-do lists a bit more in a minute. Um, I I work with a lot of people on shaping and crafting their to-do list. It sounds like such an easy thing where you just write a list of your to-dos. Yes, that is better than nothing. But actually, it's also the basic that's like the the basic of to-do list is just to write a list of things you've got to do um and the the biggest step forward is when that to-do list is only you base it on a weekly thing so for me my to-do list notepad which 
unfortunately, I will be honest, during lockdown has not been used as much, but it is my it's regularly how I do things out of Ooh. lockdown. It, well, it's it is yeah, it's just how I run my life. And um, is I have a notebook and I date um week commencing at the top of each page. Um and if a to do comes into my life, it goes onto the right week. It doesn't just go onto this massive list because then how on earth are you ever going to schedule everything on that list if you don't even know what weeks it needs to happen on? So start making sure that your to-do list is just about that week. Um, And then the step two is to plan the actual time slots of when you're going to do those things within that week. It's it's really that simple. It's very simple when you break it down like that. Um, Have a to-do list of just the things for that week and then put them into actual time slots. And um, so step one, this to do list, like I said, numbering up the if you've got it in a notepad, if something falls in your lap, that's a to do, then you can be like, is this need to happen this week? Can it happen next week? Actually, it doesn't need to happen for five weeks time. You can put it into the right week. Um, and then what I do is if I've got a quieter week, I might look ahead a week and be like, oh, I can I can get this done a little bit earlier. But I'm not going to put that pressure on myself of trying to achieve everything I have to do in one week by keeping it on one list. Because, well, that's just tra- crazy talk. Um, I, I will also, I have some other little random lists that go on in the back of that book. And that little book is so handy. I've made sure it's a size that fits in pretty much any of my purses. It's even small enough that it can fit in the back of my jeans pocket as well. So if I'm not taking a bag somewhere and when we're not in lockdown and I actually leave the house, um, it does come everywhere with me. Um, I am recording this a little earlier than it's going out. So I'm hoping a lot more of lockdown will have lifted by the time you guys are listening to this. Um, One of the other things that I find really interesting when I've helped people with to-do lists is they have a lot of tasks on there that aren't to-dos. So a to-do shouldn't be something that's repetitive. That becomes a task. So the laundry, the food shop, cooking dinner, they should not be to-dos. Exercising should not be a to-do. That is a regular task. Um, And that is the biggest mistake that I see. And people are always like, I never get my to-do list done. And I was like, your to-do list should be much more one-off type things. Um, it shouldn't be those regular things. Those regular things are tasks um, and they should be permanently read, like blocked off in your calendar anyway, but we'll get into that in a minute. Um, and then I said, splitting it onto the weeks. One of the things that I've taught, and I actually have, um, with one of my businesses, I created this really cute notepad um, that I I now sell it for when I'm doing charity events and things. Um, and it splits it into a grid. And you write at the, across the top two columns, important and unimportant. And then down the side, you have urgent and non-urgent. And you write the items on your to-do list into those four boxes and start really thinking about the items. Um, And basically, there should be nothing in your unimportant and non-urgent box. And so often people have a lot of stuff that ends up in there, Um, which is often where you need to reassess whether it should be on your to-do list in the first place. Um, So get aggressive with your to-do list. Give it a good old declutter. Put it into the right week orders. Um, And then one of the other ones that I really love is giving an allocated time of of how much time it's going to take you. Now, yes, this might be a bit of a guesstimation, um, but if you know it's a two hour job, put two hours or roughly two hours. If you know it's a 10 minute job, put 10 minutes. Um, 
and it makes it much, much easier to then plan it out. So then your step two um, is to block out the specific times. And this is funny enough called time blocking um, or calendar blocking. Really, really simple. Um, Simple name, does what it says on the tin. For me, I love planning on paper. So Sharpies, big white piece of paper, lots of coloured Sharpies. But when it comes to actually blocking out my time, the very specifics of my diary, I'm all digital. I'm I'm all about the digital. Uh, One, you can put those regular tasks in as a repeat without having to physically go in and write stuff. Two, it's so much easier to move things around. You can automate stuff. So when I book a podcast episode in, an interview in, it automatically gets uploaded and saved into my calendar. Um, And the booking system that uses that can read my calendar. So in theory, it shouldn't double book me. Occasionally it happens, but um, usually it's something that I've done wrong as opposed to it. But occasionally it double books. But on the whole, um, that all goes in and it's nicely automated and it connects up to other systems. I can access it wherever I am. I can log into that. So even if I haven't got my laptop or my phone with me or anything, I can still log into my calendar. Um, also, if I need to move something, I don't just it doesn't just get rubbed out or anything. I have to physically move it to another time slot or go through a two process like delete, delete. Um, I can't just go, oh, oh, that didn't happen um, and not move it over. I love Google Calendar. I've used the the one that came with my iPhone, um, which I think is literally called like iCal or whatever it's called. Um, but Google Calendar, I don't know. It's just the functionality of it for me is so much better. The color coordination is so much better. Um, you basically view one main calendar, but you have different, what they call different calendars in there. Uh, so for me, I have a Harry calendar, a Felicity calendar, um, a fitness calendar, a food calendar. And basically you see them all on one screen, but they're all different colors. So anything to do with my partner is one color. Anything to do with my daughter is another color. Anything to do with exercise is another color. So without actually having to read any words, I can sort of see how my day's going to be panning out and, and and what sort of things I'm focusing on in that day um and then obviously you do put in what the specific item is you can put lots of notes in there you can put locations and link to locations and maps and um you can put them in as repeats um really really easily so I'm all for google calendar all for digital um what you need to do, I and mean, if you first start using this, it is going to be a little bit more work to get it set up, but it's to get those regular things in, those regular tasks in. So sleep, school hours, work hours, specific family times, when you're going to cook your food and eat your food, um, when you're going to exercise, get all those regular bits in. Um, and then you've got a, a view of what space is left. Um, decide what percentage of that remaining time you want to use to work on your goals um, and then block off set spots. So I would have a calendar or a colour that is specifically for pageant related things. Um, and I'd be like, right, I want to make sure I'm committing like seven hours a week, say, to pageant stuff. These are the hours that I've got and I block it off in that colour. But I will just put either a t- uh, to be confirmed TBC or some like three question marks and um, And again, I will put them in as regular slots. Then the week before, um, I'll get my my little uh, to-do list, weekly to-do list out, and I'll look ahead to the week's, next week's to-do list. And I will go back into my calendar and I'll change those question marks to actual things. I will make them specifics. Um, 
I cannot emphasize enough how important it is to make specific time slots for when you're going to do things. Otherwise, stuff one stuff gets forgotten off the list. You end up looking at your to-do list on Sunday night and go, ah, I was meant to do this, this, and this this week, and I haven't. Um, or you just try and do the things you like first. Uh, there's a concept called eat the frog, which I've mentioned before. Um, and you might be like, right, I'm going to get the thing I don't want to do the most out of the way first at the beginning of the week. Or you might go, this item's going to move me forward faster. So I'm going to do this one first. Like, look at the order of things you need to do. So for me, if I had time blocked out for the podcast, what well, do block out time for the podcast? And I'm like, right, by the end of this week, I need to have all of all of November's episodes done, recorded, edited and uploaded. Well, I can't schedule to do the uploading before I've recorded them and I can't edit them before I've recorded them. So I need to make sure that I'm putting them in my diary in a in a suitable order that I can actually complete the work by the end of the week. Um, and I'll do this. Um, I have a whole weekly evaluation thing that I normally when we're not in lockdown. I'm so sick of saying that. Um, so I have a weekly evaluation thing and part of my weekly evaluation is planning the week ahead. Um, and I will sometimes do that. Um, I don't know how my diary is going to look after lockdown. So I'm so sick of saying that word. Um, but it can, uh, sometimes it's a Friday evening thing. Um, depending on my workout commitments, sometimes I do it as like a Sunday morning pre-church thing. Um, but I, I normally have a regular spot, um, that I will consistently for a good couple of months use that same time slot to do a weekly review. And in that I'll be planning out the week coming up and what's going to be going on based on what's on my weekly to-do list um, and the available space and time that I've got. Um, The more you start planning in other areas of your life, the better overview you get of your time, where you're wasting your time and um, where you could be using time to spend on things that are more important to you. Um, Time blocking can get quite addictive, but in a good way. Um, I love, if I feel like I'm not moving forward in projects enough, what I will do is I will block out everything I do. So I will put on their TV time and I will put on their chat chat on the phone to a friend time or take Felicity to the park time. Like I'll block it all out so I can really see what's happened in that. In, for, I'll do that for maybe like a week or two, really see what's been happening and why I don't feel like I'm moving forward. And sometimes that could be that I've taken on too much and I have to sort of assess my priorities and look at what I want to do more or less of. Um, and sometimes I realise that actually... I have spent 42 hours this week watching TV and I'm like, oh, I don't have time to achieve what I want to achieve and, and watch that much TV. Um, and I'll be a bit stricter with myself the next week to get more done and stay away from the Netflix. Um, but you can just use it for blocking out the, the important ones. Um, some people don't like having the white space. They'd rather put in chill out. Um, and I'm I'm going to say chilling out and watching TV is very important. But some people... I'm not going to say specifically TV, um, but having that chill out time is really important. It's just making sure that you're you're choosing to have it as opposed to that you're just procrastinating into not doing anything else and you sort of slip into chill out time. Um, you need to be choosing when you're when you're going to enjoy that and vegging out or scroll through your phone or whatever that might be. Um, it's up to you. You make those decisions. It's your life. It's your time. You choose what you're going to do with it. Um, and that's for me is why I love 
calendar blocking. I'm not going to let... I am naturally lazy. I, it's, it, a lot of people are shocked when I say that, but I am natu- I'm naturally lazy. I could naturally like stay in bed for hours with like no music on, no TV on and just slob out. I could naturally slob in front of TV for hours again, watch everything on Netflix, even things that I've watched 12 times before, like all of that. And so I I really need, I really need the planning and the blocking and knowing what I'm doing with my time because naturally lazy and someone who doesn't like wasting her time don't go together very well. Um, so I use strategies like this to stop myself from sort of falling into bad habits. Um, I hope you found that helpful. Uh, I will probably do another part, at least one more part to this, maybe two, um, with building up some of these skills. Uh, these are skills that I often teach, um, be it through work or part of my platform goal getters. Uh, it is often easier to do this face to face where I'm able to talk people through things like Google Calendar. Um, I've considered doing them as like digitals and screen shares and stuff. But for now, if you've got any questions, do reach out, give me a shout. Um, because I have taught this stuff in a lot more detail. It's just quite hard to necessarily get that detail across in a podcast. Um, so if you want to reach me on email, it's pageantland at gmail.com. Um, or you can find me over on social media. All are pageantland stuff is pageantland online sort of at pageantland online uh don't forget we are still running the competition over on itunes so go and give us a, a five star rating and review um and one lucky review will win a 20 pounds amazon gift card uh we will share the winner over on our instagram page so make sure you go and give us a review and then follow us on instagram because otherwise you will miss out if you win and if we can't get hold of you can't send you your gift card uh, have an amazing day and i will speak to you guys soon Thank you for joining me today. I value and appreciate your time so much. It's wonderful you've given some of it to this episode. Please rock on over to our Facebook or Instagram and share your thoughts. And I would love you to give this episode a share while you're there. For any specific links, check the show notes or rock on over to our website, pageantlandpodcast.com for more information about the podcast or how you can be a guest on a future episode. Have an amazing day. And remember, you sparkle your brightest when you're being yourself. See you soon.